Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. Yeah, something something nobody would pick up on that one. See, that's the importance. That's the importance of making sure you have your S's in the right place. Um, does it does change it does change a word completely? Uh, but we will cover that a bit more later on in the podcast. Um, <laughs> if you're new to our show, um, very welcome. And if you're a return listener, welcome back. We are a hockey podcast that looks at all of the topical stories from around the world um, of hockey um, that are worth talking about. I'm your host, Marty, alongside Dave. Hello. John. Hello. And Aaron. Hey. Uh, guys, before we get into our, our normal chat and our normal talk, I just thought um, if it was okay with you, I just want to start off obviously with some sad news that we had got here um, as fans in Belfast. Um, we obviously heard from the Belfast Giants back um, just over two weeks ago um, that a former owner of the Belfast Giants, Jim Gillespie, passed away at his home in the U.S., um, undoubtedly, Jim was a legend of a man. Um, he played, yes, he played an important role in saving the team from financial difficulty in the early days following the collapse of the Super League in 2003. But more importantly, I think everybody will agree he was most remembered for, I suppose, establishing the Belfast Giants as the club it has become today. You know, he's ensured that it has become a world famous team that catches the attention of NHL teams and 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 leagues across the world. Um, to be probably his most important um, impact on the club, and that is creating. And developing, I suppose, that really as- the important aspect of that community engagement, um, working with you know schools, clubs, and youth right across Belfast and Northern Ireland, um, and he was a massive person in advocating and creating a culture of inclusivity um, for all of those, especially within our own home arena in the SSE Belfast. Uh, for Giants fans, um, you know, obviously we all know Jim was there for all of the key moments, helping the Belfast Giants celebrate two Elite League titles, two playoff titles, and not getting Challenge Cup all under his ownership. Um, and Jim became an honorary life president of the Belfast Giants in 2012, um, as well as being inducted into the British Ice Hockey Hall of Fame in 2013. Um, our words can't do him any justice. Um, Jim was the epitome of the ethos of the Giants, um, and he'll be fondly remembered and greatly missed by all Giants fans around the arena um, so we here at Door 14 will definitely send our condolences and our thoughts to Jim's wife Mitzi and to the whole uh, Gillespie family um, I suppose the only thing we really want to say just is thank you Jim uh, for everything you did for the Belfast Giants um, you will be missed Guys, I just kind of obviously want to start with that. Um, you know, obviously we are looking into we're coming up to a, a new season of hockey here. Um, you know, cross in the in in the elite league, um, as well as I suppose you know the NHL's a few months off yet, another two or three months off yet before we see any action over there. Um, but we are right on the for for some of us anyway, we're right on the the eve of the first preseason games. Um, the first preseason game being that tomorrow night, tonight, today, as of listening. Um, so Friday the nineteenth of August. Um, we'll see the Cardiff Devils play against the Belfast Giants in Cardiff for the first preseason of um this year. Um, you know we are leading into a new season, so we want to look ahead. So 
if it's okay with you guys, I kind of thought for this episode, it'd be a bit different, a bit of a different format. Um, so instead of us using doing our usual three periods, which we normally do, we'll bring that back next month. Um, but for today, I thought we will just have a bit of a focus, um, more of a pre-season looking ahead and, and kind of just a bit of a catch-up um, for, our, for the off-season and, and kind of what's passed from last season. Um, but before we do that, um, let's do what we normally do. Let's do a burn-up. I introduce you all, but let's let's just hear from you guys. You know, it's been a summer break. We, you know, we've had a bit of an off-season. Let's see how he's getting on. Aaron, how about you? How was your off-season, your summer break? I, I don't know. I can't. It's it's just been an absolute mad blur. <laughs> I think with the with Theo being uh, back at back at home and not in nursery, it's just been at home all the time. The weather's been class out in the garden, doing all the pool stuff and all. But it just been it just seems like an absolute blur. I, I, but I, I I don't know of anything that I've done that's been absolutely amazing. That's really bad. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. Yeah, you know, you've had a you've had a you know busy time, but yeah, probably same as us. Happy, glad to see that the, the, the uh, hockey's coming back for um, another another season, and we're getting right into it. Um, Dave, how about you? How was your summer break? Brilliant, I have to say, very similar to the Iron. You know, the having a family orientated summer when you have kids is it just ends up being a bit of a whirlwind. Um, the weather's been fantastic. Uh, using the barbecue as much as I can. Um, getting a bit of colour. Um, which is a Here, bit of pain. Talking about family days, have you been to Belfast Zoo recently? No, not in a while. It's not really different from what I remember as a kid. There's no meerkats running around. What? <laughs> you don't remember they're all in, cats They're all in people's houses now, are they? All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No they were just sort of wild. Meerkatless. Meerkatless. <laughs> meerkatless. I want a t shirt with that on. Meerkatless. That's my takeaway from this summer. Meerkatless. Meerkatless. Uh, Brilliant. John. Uh, Sorry for interrupting. You're fine. <laughs> um, you, our, our new Scotland based correspondent. Uh, John, lots changed for you. New background there, but more importantly, um, you're now also in the, the camp of Dave and, and Aaron and having some family quality family time over the summer. Isn't that correct? I am. I am. I'm in, uh, officially in Team Dad. Um, so little baby Isla was born just uh, just after the end of last season. Um, thank you very much to whoever put the um, the welcome to Isla on our, our socials whenever it happened. Um, and thank you to everyone who's uh, sent good wishes uh, on our birth. But yeah, it's been a whirlwind for much of the same reasons, I think, as the guys have had, but in very different way as well with uh, a lot happening over the last few weeks. Moved to Scotland um big big family events uh, as well uh, some sad some happy uh, over the summer as well um but yeah now finally here in scotland settled and ready for the season yeah john has uh, has become a five fires plan um over the summer uh, so we'll be joining our podcast now as a as a, a lone soul I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing i'm doing a thing behind my hand and i know that it's a family podcast and also an audio format podcast so if you want to know Sorry, what john, i'm doing what, what's look that at the on the shelf just behind what's that on your shelf above your head what that just, that's, just, a, that's a Lego no, Millennium Falcon. No, no up, just just above. That's, just above. that's the Giants up logo. More up higher. On that's the shelf. my CH. That's my CHL Media Pass. Uh, on up. Um, um, oh, you're not getting one of those. Yeah, what's those? <laughs> those Where are my game used Five Flyers gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and my and my game used Five Flyers uh, stick too. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I, 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 do you know what? I haven't looked to see if there's a name on the stick. 
while he does that um yeah we uh we we we, we probably will see we probably won't see john just as much in and around the arena um unfortunately this year but uh dave we uh bit the bullet and decided to come back again as our get our grab our season tickets again this year and yeah, yeah. i think seats. it was uh it was a breath of fresh air knowing John wasn't coming, so I thought, yeah, I'll get my season ticket then. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 It's only a matter oh. of time until I'm kicked off this podcast. You guys are going to be trawling that arena looking for, you know, that colour commentator who brings you this strange accent in. So if there's someone from, like, North America who's moved to Belfast, please stay away from these guys because you're going to steal my spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh fun times um guys as i say there has been major changes not just within for you guys but um and for the for the guy that for the, the podcast in general um but also we've obviously seen major changes this coming season um mainly around the leadership and coaching for around our league um before obviously the season ended in our last podcast obviously we talked about some of those particular changes uh we talked about uh, particularly about the panthers uh the season ahead in 2021 2021-2022 season following that really poor performance the panthers moved to bring in gary graham as their head coach and pash took over as ceo um they're in um panthers and the panthers uh following his departure passes departure um dundee seen a change at the top with coach jeff mason from formerly from belfast giants uh taking over as his first season as a head coach there in dundee um, probably one of the league's worst kept secrets i have to say like. yeah it probably was <laughs> but uh some some we'll talk about in a few minutes but some uh interesting signings that he's brought in and some some moves for dundee dundee's looking uh quite quite interesting this season but we'll get into that in a few more minutes and the last one of note don't know if i've missed out any others but i know cardiff then has obviously led this year uh, or being led this year by Brody dupont uh or dupont um and it, what will be his also first season as head coach um so a couple of new head coaches um in the league um we said every year and i asked the question of you guys you know um I suppose different for Jeff and Brody in terms of the where they're coming from, in terms of um, you know, Brody stepping up from being a, a bench coach. Jeff has played in the league for a long number of years as well as being a, a um, assistant coach as well. Um previously, I mean, they have a good take on what the league is. Gary Graham, new name on there on the boards for, for coaching as well within the Elite League. Uh what's your thoughts on that, uh, John? Uh, I mean, just in general, looking around the league, uh, the one that absolutely stands out to me is Pash's move to to Nottingham. Um, I think that that is an absolute nailed-on move. Pash has proved season on season what he can do with a small budget. Now, if all the, the stuff that comes out of Panthers media year on year is that they're spending to the cap um, is to be believed, and you look at the ins and outs of that team this season... Pash has put together uh, an almost entirely new team in Nottingham with only six re-signings for that squad uh, going into this season. That's a team to watch. Um, and with the money behind him and the investment behind him, I can't wait to see what he does. Um, the reciprocal change then in Dundee again, like you said, there Jeff has made uh, quite a number of um, signings of his own. Um little bit more of um, uh, retention in Dundee than there has been, but that's only right in your first season as the new new coach. And I think he's, is he head of hockey ops as well? I think he's double hatting, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's, he's pretty much in the same job that Pash was doing whenever Pash was there, I guess. Yeah, so um, really, really interesting to see how they do. I think they'll be the top performing Scottish team, uh, probably by far. And I'd love to see that team get through to playoffs at the end of the season. 
Uh, I think they'd be they'd be one to watch. Um, and I mean Belfast, I'll always watch Belfast. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll believe it. Um, Dave, your take, your thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think uh, uh, Parish is really. Um, made strides to improve Nottingham's image in the hockey world. Um, I think they had a bit of a ne- negative uh, image in their sort of locker room and stuff um, with their, their previous incarnations um, where players were maybe reluctant to to make that their home. Um, and obviously there's a lot of change, but I think that's because people have decided that Nottingham is a place to work under the play, under under Pash and then under, under Graham. Um, and then uh yeah the 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 rest of the uh coaching changes in the league probably with dundee um it's going to be an interesting season just to see how the his style of hockey pans out but i'm really looking forward to watching it yeah no it'll be it should be an it should be an interesting um you know season seeing how that progresses especially as you say you know you both have alluded to you know obviously with pash being where he is with that new higher budget and, and kind of you know what he'd done previous years um and also um you know obviously we have um you know the microscope on dundee as well given the fact that you know they've brought brought in new blood and, and i guess what i suppose what they're saying is kind of like a new almost like a a new resurgence for dundee there a lot of their social media that they're putting out at the moment is pushing towards like a re like a, a re start to the dundee stars like really trying to push that and stuff um You'd one of the other yeah yeah, definitely. Um, one of the other things I was going to talk about, um, just because we're talking, so a couple of little bits pieces, it, it brings us swiftly on to a couple of those bits. You know, we've talked about the coaching, we've talked about that, but obviously we've seen a, we've seen a lot of movement and, and changes and, and signings in the league and, and, and obviously roster moves and whatever else during the off-season. Um, a couple of note that I kind of want to highlight and I kind of want to see if you, if you guys have thought of any others or any hangouts jumped out for yous. For the first one for me was obviously for Cardiff and we're looking at Cardiff. Um, I suppose two of the things that struck out at me was obviously after one season away for both Ben Bounds and Joey Martin, both are returning to Cardiff this year. Um, obviously, I think, you know, probably there was probably a word in their ears from 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 Todd there being like, uh, you, would you, do you think you'd want to come back? Um, but <laughs> two names, obviously, that are very familiar to Cardiff there, um, officially down as new signings this year, not re-signings, obviously new signings. So that's Ben and and and, uh, and Joey Martin coming back. Um Others that I want to look at and kind of want to get your thoughts. Um, we're going to go back up the Scot- the Scottish direction, um, and we're looking at the Glasgow clan. Um, the Glasgow clan itself. Um, I don't know if it's. I don't know if I. I don't. I was looking through the the, you know the obviously the signings and stuff. The list of signings earlier. Um, and a kind of something I did note was it looks like to be that the Glasgow clan are the one team that have brought back the least amount from the previous season. You know, it looks like a fresh move there as well to bring in more for, more new talent than it was to it's resign balance, it's a balance between them and them and Nottingham look yeah. like really fresh teams I mean I think if I read correctly I think Glasgow were only bringing back maybe five of their existing players from last season Um, I know six is it six six yeah six. Yep. same as same six. as uh, same as Nottingham um, I guess for there it was a lot of talk around you know obviously we, we, we know uh, last year um the, the, the fun that their coach gave us in terms of the uh, interviews and everything else and we look forward to another year of that um, but I guess he's probably another person but did person... Nottingham not do that last year? did they not do a whole big refresh last 
am I am I remembering that wrong? They done it last year and the start of last year for Nottingham was shocking. No, I think everybody sort of did all, that. All of last year was shocking for Nottingham. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, well, it was per year, but I think was not. But was it not Nottingham and Sheffield that, that were the two teams that were kind of set up quite well from last year? Because obviously they had that that COVID tournament the year before yeah, and they yeah, had brought all these players it. in during okay. that yeah and, and then they were able to kind of sign some of those players that came in for them for that temporary period um, of time and they brought some of them in as full-time players so uh, yeah it's interesting to see as you say like I mean you know you do look at Sheffield and Sheffield seemed to be the team that brought back maybe the most most amount maybe from resigned this year I was um, really surprised seeing uh, Cree Peacock going back to the Glasgow clan I thought that was a bit of a I know he didn't shine brightly in, in Fife but um, he was a non-event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, was a non-starter. he was a non-starter in Fife. All the Fife games I saw last year, and I saw a few here while I was visiting over, um, and I think I saw all the home games against the Giants in Belfast. I don't think he iced in one of them. Yeah, he's. Oh, wow. uh, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, it's a bit strange, though, to make that move away from a team to then revert straight back to them. Mm-hmm. But that, that that's made more interesting because the impression that you were given about his departure from Glasgow before was because Big Malky didn't uh, yeah. didn't rate him as a player. Now, um, on the back of a season where he really didn't perform that well, and maybe they got to be cheap. honest, didn't didn't do a pile of ice. Maybe Malky's looked at the Brit pool and hasn't been able to to go fishing as much as he wants knows yeah, that Craig maybe. is there and will will quite happily come across for an extra few pound more than what Fife can afford and that's what's taken him across. Yeah. Uh, I think the most interesting one for me is is Cardiff. Um and Ben Bounds coming back, if he's available, Cardiff are always going to take him. He's he's a franchise name. But what's interesting for me is he did not have the brightest of season. I think he missed playoffs in the league that he was in. Yeah, to out um, Matt Carruth, a trophy-winning goalie for them. Uh, now, whether that was just the end of his deal and he was never coming back, if that's the case, then that's fine. Um, but if Mac was getting, if Mac was ousted to bring Ben back, that's a questionable decision for me. Um, but like I say, if it's the end of his, um, someone online will probably jump right down my throat on this one and say Mac was never coming back. Um, I don't even know where he's gone. I haven't even done my homework on this one. Uh, but I just think that's a that's an interesting move uh, on that side. It is indeed. Um, in terms of let's look closer to home, obviously, and, and look at our our own Belfast Giants. Um, any particular signings or things that jumped out there? The first one I'm going to mention, obviously, is um, obviously some of those key names that have left this season after this after last season sorry and, and won't be returning for 2020 2022 2023 um obviously we are massively sad or i know i can speak from from my point of view because i was a big fan you know tyler beskarani has said uh well we've got two players who have officially retired as of last season so we've got tyler is one who um is retired and will be a, a, a big miss um for the belfast giants you know he, he became a, a firm fan favorite here in belfast and definitely would be a, a big big skits to fill there um just in terms of just you know i suppose crowd interaction fan engagement and and also just the way he was on the ice and you know phenomenal um season last year for us um and also then we also have um darcy murphy who is retired which came i i think is a bit of surprise. i know we had a uh, issues last year with his with injury and and everything else and kind of didn't the season didn't really maybe 
pan out the way he wanted to and come together for him last year. But um, I think it was a bit of a surprise, you know, given how young he was that he announced his retirement rather than just moving on to somewhere else. Um, any names that reset that have disappeared for you is that you know was a bit of a shock or any signings that are, came as a surprise? The loss of Lewis Hook is a is a big one. Um, you know, anytime you lose a a Brit of that caliber, it'll hit you. Um, Where's he going to? Do we know? I think it was announced. Um, I can't remember. He's got Europe. Uh, yeah, he's, not, he's not he's not staying in our league. He's he's going no. to Europe. Which is, okay. you know, you're never going to stand in a in the way of a. You would never want to stand in the way of a Brit going to Europe, um, because that only improves their game, um, and then playing in other leagues, and then obviously strengthens GB as a whole. Um, strengthens GB, but also strengthens the position of the of the Giants to mm-hmm. be able to say to prospective players, look, we've brought guys on, they've stayed for a couple of seasons, they've been seen and they've been scouted by bigger and better leagues in Europe. Yep. And they've had that opportunity. Um, and that's you see the likes of us, Cardiff, Sheffield, maybe as well, who get those opportunities. And we get the big signings from guys who are just coming out of college or have had a couple of seasons in the AHL because they're seeing the the potential to develop. Look at Besco coming here the first time. Besco came here to try and get his foot back in the door in the Dell. He got yeah. his foot after, back in the, after. the door at the Dell. Had a great season there came back to finish off his career uh, here in Belfast and yeah. pr- probably to get his MBA tour uh, as well. Yeah, he uh, he came off, a, was it a bad injury? Went to Edinburgh, then came to us, then went back to the Dell um, yep. and done really well in the Dell, I have to say. He was um, a CHL level uh, goaltender there too. So The two two biggest signings for me, uh, set aside the, the import signings that the Giants have done, but is locking in on more permanent sort of two-way contracts uh two young guys Kel Beatty and Max Stewart yeah that's 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 mega moves for me two yeah. two more were announced today as well yeah Dave what was yeah, that, yeah. literally before we came on there there's two yeah, more announced, just announced um so t- uh two more another two two-way deals just too many twos um with the uh, Milton Keynes Lighting um two uh two additional uh Brits uh Sean Norris and Bobby Chamberlain um, both of which are um, NIHL uh, sort of not veterans; they're still quite young fellas, but they are not no stranger to to scoring goals and uh, and making making a difference in it. So again, they are signed as two way players. I think with the primary focus being for the uh, NIHL, um, and that'll be um, give allow us to strengthen our uh, core as and when, and then. Uh, also give them much needed elite league experience um, going forward. So, see who the uh, see see the coach that the deal was signed with. See his coach in Milton Keynes. No, who is certain Mister Tim Wallace, who was ousted from his previous position in the elite league by oh, a certain team that will go unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, so Tim, whenever whenever he was ousted, um, he went straight back to Milton Keynes, the, the team where he pretty much made his name as a, a player coach, I believe, and he's back player coaching um, <laughs> now, I believe. So that, that deal's been time, signed by Tim. Um, so that's that's absolutely brilliant. And it's made better with the link because I believe, is it Mac, Mac. Yeah. is playing with them this season? Yeah, yeah he is, yeah. And um, Sean Norris is in Belfast, um, I believe will be playing in the preseason games against Cardiff, which will be, be really nice to see. Um, any of these... 
uh, younger Brits. Um, and I know that this is the thing that uh, maybe people will disagree with me about. Um, and I know that the the whole the elite league is not a development league. Um, I'm sort of at the stage in the the league and the way the team teams have been set up, the, and the fact that GB is becoming such a an important thing um, to every British player. Um, I think the more of these guys we can get in, the, the better. Even if it's only mm. to give them um, a couple of shifts ice time wise, but as long as we can get them and get them on the ice, um, I don't like. Doesn't maybe it'll mean you make my drop a point here or there, but the caliber of these guys these days, um, you're not risking anything by bringing some of these guys up the the NIHL and the, the jump to the elite league is obviously big, but I don't think it's as big as people uh, let It's on. not going to be as big as what some people think. And also, have you seen the points that those guys racked up mm-hmm. in the NIHL last season? Yeah, Norris, yeah. Um, 68 points in 43 games, good for 31 goals and 37 assists. And Bobby Chamberlain, uh, right wing, um, 36 goals, 42 points, uh, 42 assists, sorry, in 43 games. That's, what, 78 points in 43 games. I think it's a smart move by the Giants to kind of, you know, obviously have that good strength back up there in case it's needed, you know, and, and if they just they if they if just need that extra body, that extra man, you know, being able to call upon that whenever, if and when, it's just it just adds, especially when they've got the quality like that, John, you know, when you've got, you know, they've shown themselves, they've, they've been an entity within their own league and, you know, that they, they've, they've shown, you know, they've got a good caliber for it. You know, it's, um, I think I read today, was it um, Banner's, um, was saying, you know, that it's about time that they, you know, have had a chance to move up and get some experience within, you know, the Elite Ice Hockey League. And, you know, it, it I think clearly there should shows. Be more of this. Yeah, it's I think great. There, there should be looks for, um, and I know this is probably not the, the time to talk about it, but, you know, more integration with the, the body. Again, you, you all know that I'm all for a single governing body for ice hockey, and I would like it to include the Elite League, which is never going to happen. Um, but if we had. Uh, some closer links between clubs, not necessarily just between players. Um, I know if there was, a, say, a, a, a twinning or a pairing between Belfast and Milton Keynes and they had the option to cycle players up and down um, for, say, some of our younger guys or even some of the guys like um, Garside. Garside could be, a, you know, if he needs a bit of time off or, you say, because he's getting older now, maybe has a takes a knock, but he still needs the ice time to recover. Instead of throwing him into a game in uh, the Elite League, you could send them down, let them spend a bit of time, like a couple of games for the NIHL, where the pace will be different, um, and he'll uh, he'll even add the to the contribution while he's doing that. Well, a good a good one would be, and I don't know how it would work with imports because the NHL has a much lower. I think it's two imports, um, but you think about Darcy's game last season, yeah, um, with him having to come back from a, a fairly serious early season injury. If he'd had the chance to skate out in a lower league when he was healthy enough to skate then and compete then, but maybe not at the stage of getting stuck into the likes of Sheffield or Nottingham, yeah. um, that that could have made the difference to, to his game through the, the back end of that season. Um, now, again, I think the rules would probably be slightly different about um, an import. Uh, they would have to be. Otherwise, you'd have imports uh, getting cycled down to the NHL, which I think defeats the core yeah. purpose of what the NHL is about, um, yeah. especially that development side of British players. But... Like there's there's no reason that couldn't happen for a Brit player exactly like you say uh, if yeah. if someone like Garside needs some time off then uh, send them down yeah um, Peaks is okay. another cracking example from last year guy that's not really performing um, uh, a stint in the NHL or, or lower league the boost confidence 
um, can make a massive difference. See it in the NHL all the time. Before I move on, I've got two more just questions to kind of put to you guys just, um, you know, before before we move on to our next topic. Um, just kind of we're obviously talking about sign-ins. We're talking about, you know, players that have came in and how teams have started to kind of develop their their, their, their teams for next season. Um, first one, I suppose the first question is, you know, obviously looking at the different sign-ins, looking at, across the league, um, you know, Sheffield, this is a question actually that we received on Twitter from from Ryan, from Ryan um, at Bevan777. Um he had sent through the question he said you know what's your take Sheffield's very Euro heavy recruitment um, will be their downfall in a gritty and tough North American style league would you agree would you not agree is it more European based style hockey and the reason I put that question to you is obviously we look at the likes of Belfast Giants and Cardiff Devils um, heading off this year into um, you know European is it Cardiff got it this year yeah Cardiff Uh, into European you know um you know tournaments um obviously the Giants will start their uh chl tournament come start of september 4th of september i think is the first game a third or fourth of september is the first game um you know what's your, what's your thoughts in terms of that in terms of you know the the, t- the style of recruitment john i'll go with you it's a tough one um i'll be perfectly honest i haven't paid too much attention to sheffield's recruitment um so ryan might be onto something there but the proof is in how those teams perform. People have said lots of things before about teams at the start of seasons or before seasons have even started. Like, look at what was being said about Nottingham and Sheffield at the start of last season. People were saying these two teams, based on the way that they've done through the COVID Cup or whatever it was called, streaming series, nobody's going to be able to touch them because they've had ice time. It ended up being a two-horse race between us and Cardiff, two teams who didn't take part in uh, in those competitions. Um, these guys who are being signed in might be Euro heavy, but maybe these guys are are more suited to performing in this league. No, no GM or coach is going to go out and get a, uh, a bunch of players who, or put even put together a team that isn't going to compete because these there's not a GM or a coach in this league who doesn't understand this league. That they're not going to put a team together that can't perform uh, in this league. Unless you're Sheffield, and then you just do the revolving door thing and you find something that fits eventually and break every rule on sign-ins, but somehow don't get any fines. Um, Sheffield as well, you know, you, you do really well and then the, the wheels all come off within the last month of the of the, the run-in. Exactly. Love a Sheffield December. Love uh, a Sheffield December. Dave, what's your what's your take? Um, yeah, I, I sort of understand where he's coming from. Um, every now and again you see this. The Giants went through a phase not that long ago guys like Casper uh, Santos asked to say go and stuff um, that season there was a lot of European signings um, but I think yeah it's it's a hard one to tell you never know until you see it because uh, the, the idea that Euro hockey is softer is too true to an extent but the having watched a number of uh, big Dell games um, they, they don't hold back <laughs> No, they don't. <laughs> you know, they really don't. It can be it can be a bit mental. Um, the the big thing I would like to say f- in general is that they have a, I wouldn't say an older team, but this, the Steelers have an average age of about twenty nine point something, so they're close to push thirty, um, which isn't massively old, but it's a stark contrast to the Giants' uh, twenty seven uh, average age. So you know, there's and we have a couple of obviously stalwart older guys. Uh, in there, um, having a heavy impact on that uh, average. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Ben. But if it wasn't, yeah. if it wasn't for a couple <laughs> of them, the average age would be about fourteen. Yeah, well, yeah. I was about to yeah. say. Are they, uh, uh, 
Andre Dixon at uh, 34. He's you know, the oldest. I think Andre Dixon's the oldest. He's the on oldest. The team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, he is. Uh, followed by, um, where are we? I had it on the screen there. Ben Lick at 32. Or sorry, a lie. Garside. Garside's 33. It looks like a Jesus, very. When, when did Garside become the oldest person? <laughs> the oldest on the team. It, it, it does look. Is like he not sixteen? Did he not? <laughs> it, it, it does look like it's became a very like a very young team all of a sudden in Belfast. We always talked around that we never had young players, and it, it does. It just looks like we've we've completely done well, one away and went up. Let's, so well. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that specifically because there was a signing that um, you you didn't naysay it, Marty. That that would be wrong to say. But um, our our new start netminder, um, you you had thoughts uh, with Peyton Jones. <laughs> Yeah, I guess my thoughts just around it whenever the announcement was made is like, yeah, he's he got, you know, he, well, you know, he, he's obviously he's been brought in for a reason. You know, they see that he's got good potential. He's got good, um, you know, stats in terms of where he's been in the past. But, you know, it's, he's, a, he's a young player. I, I, my take on it is that, and again, I and Dave will join, Dave will probably completely join me in this um, in terms of he'll be able to tell you exactly what my thoughts on it because every single time the Giants move to make a move to sign a new especially goaltender um, someone between the pipes I always before the season starts I always get the fear I always get the fear no matter what I get the fear because I'm always like I know you guys are going to joke and he's like oh Marty doesn't like change what a surprise Um, but um, (laughs) I mean you wouldn't be wrong but you know he it's just that I always get this kind of thing of like you know when you become almost like with it, with uh, would you come comfortable with the, like what you know in terms of the goaltending, um, you know, for the team? Even anytime we bring in a new goalie, I always get a bit worried. And you know, they've obviously brought him in. He's got AHL experience. He's got CHL experience. But the AHL experience he had is only like five games or whatever. ECHL ECHL, ECHL two seasons. That's you know, it's okay. Great experience. You know, he's got, he's shown that he's had time there. Is, he's an NCAA champion, though. That's the thing. Obviously, he's coming in from uh, his the majority of his his, champ, his majority of his um, experience does look like NCAA. It is NCAA and juniors, and 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 you know, obviously NCAA. We know the quality that we get from NCAA, Penn State University. We know the quality we get when it comes to NCAA because look at half of the half the players that are coming in this year have all been in, had had their feet in Belfast in some way because they've been involved with some kind of form of the NCAA in terms of the French Four or whatever it may be. So I'm not gonna. I can't downplay it there's just a bit of a worry he is a penn state record holder yeah and 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 i i I get you and i i'm look i'm first one to say hands up i'll be i'm happy to um be proved wrong i think what the only thing the only thing could be worse could be worse. He could get off the bus and he could look like Barry Brost looked wherever he got off the bus. <laughs> well, that's very true. I suppose he could, no, could turn up with a tiny little Yorkie. The one thing I will, the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say, and you and and um, you can scroll, you can go back to previous seasons, and and I by all means, I I'll even do it myself. If you want me to go and find it? There's probably a sound bite of me somewhere last season or the season before talking about. Uh, Wiss talking about Jackson Whistle. There's probably, the, yeah, I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. There's probably a soundbite somewhere. Me being skeptical. Four seasons ago, was you saying something about uh, Tyler Beskarowani? Probably. I was yeah. About to say, I agree. There's probably there ones is. if you go back. 
backfire enough of being talking about Stephen Murphy. Yeah, um, no, I remember Stephen Murphy's first game. I remember <laughs> Stephen Murphy's first season uh, when he came in. We had just watched Stephen Murphy get basically demolished by the Belfast Giants the season previously, both in the Challenge Cup and, yeah. and remember in Don Donald. And I was like, whenever they announced stupid ass mask, yes, with his red mask. <laughs> then when they announced when they announced his signing, I was like, what are they like? What are they? Because obviously we, you know, Lyle had gone, whatever it was, and they were bringing him in. And yeah, at that time, I was like, what are they thinking? Like, and then obviously I was proved wrong there because Murphy was you know godsend he was amazing um but like you know I, I do but i'm just i suppose what i'm trying to say is that i always have my doubts and i do get, get a bit of a worry when it's a new a new a new player to the league and a new player you know when it comes to goaltending and i just for me i always find it's the one more important but the fact we when have it's the goaltender and when it's and when it's the starter yeah and always, i suppose the one thing nerves. is normally we have jackson whistle uh as a quality yes. back a backup and how well no, jackson performed last I, season yeah, I don't think we'll be counting Jax as our backup this year. I think no, it'd be, it'd be a, a one-two tandem. tandem. Yeah, yeah I agree. A, it's a tandem goalie setup. It will be. No, it will be. Was Dicko, Dicko's our backup. Yeah, Dicko's, Dicko's our backup. backup. Yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah, and uh, like Wiss, oh, he was a uh, uh, proper standout year. Last oh, he year had a brilliant like, year last year. He's, he's had good years for us before, um, and but this is proper landmark stuff. Like I, I feel like I don't know. I obviously, I, I, you know, I can only we can only surmise being backseat you know, fans and then watching the product. But it was almost like last season, you know, given the, the given the high, um, we get, I'm only surmising that this is maybe what happened, but, you know, obviously Jax came off a, I suppose, disappointing season before that where he was, I suppose, a lot of pressure with putting that, putting that, that guy's shoulders by Sheffield. You know, they put a lot of pressure on him. Um, you know, there was a whole thing of like, you know, he's bringing him in and they were like really thing. And then that didn't really pan out. There wasn't a lot of support for him. They kind of threw him under the bus is what we kind of expect anyway. And I think his confidence probably down. Last season, he had a, a great season last season. And I, I just felt like by the end of the season, you could see literally his confidence. You could actually see how he's holding himself. You could just see he had that confidence about oh, him yeah. last season at the end of last season. And I just hope that he brings that back in. And I know he will. He'll bring it back in and hopefully he'll bring that into the start of the season. And as you say, John, it's more of a tandem thing. He did it with Tess, Tyler last season. And it's not going to be back up. And I shouldn't have said back up. And I apologize for saying back up. It's more of a tandem thing. And I suppose that's what kind of makes me feel a bit more confident about the fact that we're bringing in a newer, younger guy. And then we've got um, Jackson Whistle as the I suppose is the um, the not, not, is kind of like his um, what's the word I'm looking for um, his experience I suppose coming in there and, and having that as, a, as the other time the veteran the goaltender veteran goaltender that's what I was looking for thank you yeah, it's exactly what the they're thing. doing with the new Bond films they're not going for an older guy that's going to go away in a couple of years they're going for the younger one and he's going to stick around and be a legend for so long that's what their plans are. The, the big it's a thing weird me, metaphor, but I can get on board with that. Yeah, <laughs> fine. The, the thing that concerns me about the Giants and the, the net minding is who's the who's the mentor? Because uh. Jax and um, Petey, 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 Peyton, Peyton, what's his name? Peyton. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. Jones. Um, I, was gonna, I was just going to leave you hanging and just see how many different yeah. ways you can find um, are the <laughs> Are the same age. You know, they're... There's a year between them. Um, there's not an awful lot in there. Um, well, correct, me, probably... correct me if I'm wrong. Murph, Murph still kind of hangs about Belfast, doesn't he? Mm, that's I what I don't so. know. Yeah, I think he does. But but, but failing that, you've got um, you've got Dicko. Aye, Dicko's going to take some time. Well, no, but time time and time again, we we hear about how integral Dicko is to oh, the yeah. Giants organization. Um, he may never have been able to shine and be that starting netminder, but he can run drills as well as anyone in there. Oh, yeah. So when it comes to 
he's been there and done that and has those, teacher, those yeah. who can't you know what they say those who can't do teach so like i'm not saying for a second that he can't do but maybe he's a fantastic goalie coach yeah yeah and look west west does his um his hockey it's academy ho- as hockey well academy, yeah, i'm sure he knows academy. i'm sure he knows um how to do run drills and stuff and maybe he's leading down a career path that's going to have him be a goalie coach um, mm. full time uh, or into coaching in general um so he may, they may be more or less the same age um but i would say that wes is going to have that that veteran edge um at the professional end of the sport over uh, over Peyton. yeah um guys i think um does anybody else have anything else in relation to signings before we move on the whole thing about this conversation has made me super depressed because we've been talking about guys Aww. who have been like, what, 32 and happy to retire <laughs> because they're old and I... <laughs> Listen, the only, the only like, reason I'm not a professional oh, hockey man. player is my knees are already sore. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be on the ice goal-scoring machine. I mean, you guys, saw, sure. me in the, you guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. saw me on the ice last season. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only reason I wasn't no, doing didn't. that during a game, the only reason I wasn't doing that during actual game time is because I can't skate. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a small, just a small thing, yeah. Just a small just problem. Just a small problem. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move us on. Um, obviously, we've already talked about it. We we were kind of, you know, we've talked about the rosters. We've talked about, um, you know, the the changes within the the league. Let's look ahead. At, you know, the actual league. Obviously, it's starting. We have. I already mentioned it already. You know, we've got the preseason games starting. Um, there's a full list of preseason schedule had been released. Um, so obviously in August, uh, we've got the first preseason game tomorrow between Cardiff Devils and the Belfast Giants. I'm, I'm going to say tomorrow again tonight if you listen to it on friday if you've listened to this after friday it was yesterday you know what i mean 19th of august is the first first preseason uh and followed by the 20th of august where cardiff devils will be uh in belfast for a um a follow-up game against the belfast giants game there in belfast uh, following week we'll see the belfast giants against dundee stars cardiff devils will take off take uh take on manchester storm and the Nottingham panthers will play their first of many 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 games this season against the sheffield steelers um the Dundee Stars then will um again that same weekend the 20, 27th 28th weekend so in the 28th we've got Dundee Stars versus Giants Manchester again playing against Cardiff Devils and Sheffield again against Nottingham Panthers so again home and away fixtures for both of those um the preseason then goes right into September uh first weekend of September as well we've got Fife playing we've got Glasgow plan. Um, again, we see Guildford playing their first games as well in preseason. So all the preseason still to come up. The first official, um, I suppose, uh, competitive games will take place on the second. I believe the first competitive game, correct me if I'm wrong, is the second of September, which will see the Belfast Giants in their first CHL game of the season. Um, that they'll be playing away on that first game. If I'm right, um, on the Yep, I think it's, let me just double check that and make sure I'm right, just so that I'm not, yep, the 2nd of September um, against Trinic, um, and that'll be a away game, and then followed by the first home game, first official uh, home game of the season, um, non-pre-season, first um, competitive game of the season, will be a against HC Davos in the SSE Arena on Sunday the 4th of September. Um, so that'll be an exciting weekend ahead for us to look Can into. I- yep. Can I ask a question on something? Yes. So this is, let's fingers crossed. Let's hope that this is going to be the first season in a few that we've had that's not going to be hit or touched by COVID. Now there there might still be COVID protocol, people test positive, whatever. Is it is it interesting to anyone else that all of the preseason games 
for pretty much everyone is against EIHL teams. So there's there's no visiting European teams, no no other leagues or no other visitors have decided to come here. We haven't been able to either we haven't been able to draw them in or they haven't put themselves forward to come through. That seems really interesting to me that that's not happening. I mean, even the Flyers used to be able to get European opponents for preseason. Did you steal my que- did you see my questions that I have pre-made? Because that was my exact question to you guys. I was gonna go into I was gonna well, say There you go. I've I've asked it. Yeah. You answer it now. So I was I, I thought I, I, I wrote down the same question because I'm the same as you, John. I thought it was very interesting that um they didn't that no team anywhere has any has any European teams coming in, any teams from outside the um Elite Ice Hockey League coming in um for the preseason. Because as you say, we're used to having preseasons maybe pre-COVID maybe it hasn't happened I don't even know if there was one last year uh, but we were used to pre-COVID we had you know the odd we had Scott, European we had team pre-seasons last yeah. year oh yeah we did yeah so you know we had like you know the odd European team coming in from Germany or Nick Dell 2 or you know those sorts of things but yeah you're right that hasn't happened yet and maybe it's just an early stage maybe it's still too early to bring in teams from outside just the risk is it a I, financial I thing yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's also a financial thing now recovery the cost of everything at the moment could be yeah, there's also be the it. element of uh, um, improve the more you play your local components the easier it is you can adapt to our league we're playing a, a European team I remember we played was it Manitoba uh, one game and that was it was a great game but it was completely useless compared to what we were compared, comparing them to when it came to the Elite League. Was that you know, really so. the, the Bison or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a, so they were quite like, a young team, weren't they? They were kind of... Yeah. Yeah. In WHL, I think. That yeah. Um, so the one Jim Vandermeer like, almost John? killed a child. I think so, yeah. yeah <laughs> against yeah. the boards. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty horrific, actually. That was like watching a bunch of men beat up a bunch of boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> to me, it's interesting. I, I enjoy the... You don't get a friendly in hockey, so so let's be fair. Like we're joking about it. You don't get a friendly. I like the the preseason against opponents that we're not normally going to see. Now I get that for Belfast, we're going to get to see that anyway, and Cardiff will get to see that anyway through European competition, whether it's the CHL or the County Cup. But there's something about seeing those teams from somewhere else. I mean, you think of the atmosphere that we've had, even at preseason, when it's a, a European or. or a North American team that we we don't normally see. There's an excitement builds with that, and yeah. to be honest, with the Belfast Giants preseason, I know I'm not in a position now with having moved over here to to go down to the arena. I'm not entirely sure that a game against Cardiff that isn't on my season ticket. Um, it, I, I don't know if it would make me part with my cash because it's like having a Challenge Cup game when you've already qualified for the next stage. Like, what's the point? You're not getting anything for it. Yes, you might get to have a look at um, the Cardiff Devils or the Dundee Stars uh, prior to anything happening, but that's more useful for the coaching staff and the players than it is for the fans. Um, oh, yeah. They're not going to go full tilt. No player on the ice those nights is going to go full tilt. Um, this is shake off the rust games. Like These, are, are, talking these, about are, second, uh, these are second only to the third place playoff game in the, generally the, how boring they are. There's an element of those pre-seasons, though, that the yes, it's more important to the coaching staff, but it's a hundred percent more important for the coaching staff. But it also helps determine the setup for the lines in the coming coming games, and that's what the players are really playing for. Um, you know, that's it's not yes, okay, the result is important, but it's individual effort in those preseason games that actually. But you can get influence. that. You can get that from 
play in a European oh, or yeah, yeah. A, a different but team by organizing yeah. that. But, but what John, you can also get is think... you can get fan buying. You can get fan interest. I haven't had hockey for the summer. summer of not having any hockey. You could put the Giants in front of the Devils, the Flyers. Heck, we go down to the, uh, was it the Latvian Hawks? Yep. yep. You know, Got a f- sold out Dundalk, so we did that. And that was literally the MV boys. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. That's, it's that's, a summer that's without fine, hockey. It's, you, you're it's only not an elite league team. Away. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Your fans are no. going back in, 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 in loads. I agree. I, I don't think it matters who you're playing that preseason. I, I for one, I know, like, we can, we can, you know, let's not let's not go into the fact of the cost of the, the preseason games because that's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different story because we had this conversation, and that's partly one of the reasons why I'm sure John was like, "Oh, it's." Really I actually texted you when you when I when I was to send you the money. I was like, "What?" Yeah, it's and it's exp- it is expensive for a preseason game, and I I I would I would agree. Like full a full price ticket for a preseason game is a bit extortion. But for me, I'm just like you know, it's preseason, and I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna be glad to get back into the arena after being having yeah, a break. I don't care who it's against. Um, but you know, you know what? This isn't, beer. This, this, drinking, isn't, but, yeah. this isn't last season. This isn't a season and a half ago. This isn't we haven't had hockey for 18 months, 19 months. This is we've had summer off. And if you want to get enthusiastic about it, if you're going to charge full price, then do your best to get a full arena. Make it an interesting opponent. Mm. That, that's all I'm saying. We we played so many big games against Cardiff last season that and even, even thing, seeing a, Cardiff come into the building, I, I I was like, oh for God's sake, not Cardiff again. It's a fair point. No, and I get your point, and I think it's a fair point, and I would agree. I think there's a there's an element missing when you don't have those European teams or those teams you don't really ever see coming in. Yeah, I do think, I think there's think an element the, missing. I think the issue, the reason the uh, European. Um, Oppor- uh, opponents dried up is that the Giants never repays the favour so European opponents uh, opponents come here for our pre-seasons the Giants have never went away for a pre-season game mm. for into the into Europe and I think that's you know you can only do that so often where you're getting a team to come to you um, they incur the big chunk of the cost um, and then you're not returning the favour you're not like next season the season after you're not volunteering right well we'll come to you and play um, uh, preseason, you know, and it's I can understand why the Giants don't do it because again, cost. But uh, if there was a proper, if the 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 Giants were maybe doing an away uh, preseason in Germany, you know, you might be more inclined to get a German team doing the opposite. We obviously have the the schedule ahead for the preseason um, games coming up, as we say, over the next um, three or four weeks, the next three weeks or so. Um, but let's look at the key dates for this season. Obviously, the full fixtures for the 2022-2023 Elite League season have been published. They were published. Um, the schedule does have 270 league regular season games, 36 from group stage of Challenge Cup. And fixtures um, will be starting as of the first, well, I think the first competitive game, I think in for the season is the 9th of September. Uh, Glasgow will host Fife in Brayhead. Um, um, the regular season ends on Sunday, the 2nd of April, 2023. Playoff quarterfinals will take place on the 8th and 9th of April. And the playoff finals weekend is confirmed again on Nottingham for the 15th to the 16th of April, 2023. So if you are wanting to book into your playoffs, booking your flights in your uh, hotels, then you, at least now you know the dates for the playoff weekend. Um, so get them started. Um, this season, there, the... Um, there is a new thing for this season in that the games will be paused for a week in February uh, to allow for IIHF international break. This will allow the Great Britain national team to organise their own events for that week. Um, and that was an interesting one. So that will be happening in February time. 
Um, we talked about that last year that, that we hope we'll we do that. They would do something because we said that they need to capitalise on the on the on the thing of that. There's a bit around um ice hockey UK and I'll talk about that afterwards. It's a bit of an offshoot because it's a bit of off topic from what we're talking about in terms of preseason. But I did want to mention something about um ice hockey UK because it was quite an interesting thing has happened um in the last week and a half. Uh, or no last two or three weeks anyway, sorry I should say. Um which we'll mention after. Um but before we move on, um the one last story the one last bit obviously just to kind of um focus on our last mention and again John's favourite topic uh, of all in terms of games for uh, the late league season and that is the return of the 2023 in 2023 of the Premier Sports Challenge Cup um, it'll be returning to a similar format pre- to previous um, previous to last year in that this year Glasgow clan will be returning to the competition um, because last year they weren't there so Group A will be uh, usual it'll be Belfast Giants Dundee Fife and Glasgow one home one away game each Group B will be Cardiff Devils, Coventry Blaze and Guildford Flames, two home, two away games. And Group C is Manchester Storm, Nottingham Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers, two home and two away. The group winners will advance directly to the quarterfinals um, as seeds. Remaining seven teams should be ranked according to the points percentage. Those placed 48 also advance to the quarterfinals. Uh, in the event of tie, teams will be separated according to tiebreak rules. Um the semi-finals themselves or the, the final this is the bit that uh, John had actually mentioned and I'll reiterate it and I agree before John says it and I'm going to I'm just going to say it before John says it yes I agree John that it is too late and I don't know why they're dragging it out so long but the 2022 Premier Sports Challenge Cup final I should say 2023-2023 Premier Sports Challenge Cup final will be held as a one-off game event in March 2023 uh, there is no indication as to yet what they're going to do in terms of the final i don't know if they're going to revert to one arena that is so-called um neutral or if it's going to be the same as this last year where the uh top seeded team um gets to uh be the home team um and host it at their own home arena don't know yet but we'll see when we get to that stage i'm sure they'll announce it in some way or they'll make a last minute decision i'm going to guess they might be going down that route because they haven't announced the fact that there's an arena that there's a specific place picked out so i'm going to go for a guess that maybe that's what they're going to do um but we'll wait and see what happens there john you had your hand up there you have a comment to make about the challenge cup <laughs> see if the winner comes from group a do you know how many games they have to play to win a trophy tell us john five somehow that takes seven months yeah we know Look, we've had this. We've, we have this. Com- I feel like we have this conversation and this argument every year. I agree. It runs too long. Starts too early and runs way too long. Should be finished by November. It should be finished. It should be done. Out, no, out, out of the way before Christmas, and that should be it done. It should be. It should be I'm a championship. Up, I'm sick. I'm sick. Fed up of this. This never, Challenge Cup yeah, format. It's never. I love change. winning it. I love winning it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely love seeing the Giants lift the trophy um, and break it or bend it or do whatever the hell yeah. we do to trophies. Um, but still, the five games that yep. somehow take seven months to play i know well now if it comes, there, if the winner comes any reason behind it like why they, no, they wait, drag wait. it out for so long oh, wait, they, wait. They, yeah well they don't want uh not the panthers and the steelers to play each other um uh, every game between now and christmas why uh, we play dundee every week for the next three and a half months <laughs> yeah but th- th- that's sure the league is based on those two teams so they need to make sure they maximize those ticket sales <laughs> That's true. That well, true. to be fair, to be fair, this season the Belfast Giants versus the Dundee Stars might as well be like Belfast Giants versus Belfast Giants. 
Um, <laughs> Belfast okay. Challenge versus the Belfast Challenge. I'm, I'm going to open another drink while you talk about something that's not the Challenge Cup. Yes, screw I'm, that. We're actually going to move. We're actually going to move on. I'm going to move on and, um, and move away. Um, I've got two more. I've got two more bits to talk about, and then I'll hand over to you guys. See if you guys have anything. Um, my, and these two actually are not really elite league related. We're moving off away from the elite league, so that's kind of our roundup of of what we're moving into. Um, summarizing basically to summarize, preseason starts this weekend coming first competitive game is in about two weeks time we're very excited and we'll have another podcast just before the actual season itself starts we'll be back to normal at the start of september that's pretty much summarizing next story sorry john go ahead yeah on a, on a positive we talk about competitive game starting uh the one thing i noticed and it's I, I don't think it's in the running order so i don't think i'm, I'm talking out of turn here is the giants chl games will all be on free sports yes correct yes, that. free sports so which is awesome. really handy because that means we can watch them on free sport, which is great. Um, so uh, my next story, um, the first one I want to talk about was, um, and it's funny because uh, Aaron, you pointed out the fact that um, I love this story <laughs> so much, not um, because of the content of the story at all, but because of what you're about to say. Yeah. So um, it was announced over the summer that a very familiar name to anybody who's been around the elite league um, for a number of years, um, if you're slightly newer to our league or slightly newer fan to the league, um, you will not have maybe had the privilege of seeing this team or experience anything to do with this team. And that is the announcement that the Edinburgh Capitals um, are returning to the ice after a number of years away. Obviously, we know the difficulties that were ha- that happened um, in Edinburgh over the last number of years um, between Edinburgh... I suppose coming into financial difficulty and having to pull out of the league um, to losing ice time and the ice time was given to a different uh, ice hockey outfit in Edinburgh, a different, a whole different team in Edinburgh. Um, but the great news, uh, which was really excited about actually, because uh, I have a soft spot for them. I think um, a couple of us do anyway. We have a bit of a soft spot yeah, for um, the Edinburgh Capitals and that is their returning um, for the 2022-2023 season and we'll playing in the uh, Scottish League. Um, they'll be... Um, um, coached by Coach Lynch, who um, is putting together the team, which is primarily mostly all Scottish players, obviously. Um, and they'll be starting this season then um, as part of that. They've also released their fixtures as well, which is a great signing. And they'll be playing again from Murrayfield. Um, if you haven't had a chance to experience Murray, Murrayfield, um, you're, you're missing something. It's um, it's it's. Have it's, you have you seen have you seen the updates they've made to the to the rink online? Did, did they put a heater in? So they, they've. <laughs> They've updated the cafe. Oh, it now looks like it's from the 1970s, not from the 1960s. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, and does it have that added in any radiators of any kind to either? Absolutely not. And I'm pretty oh. sure you still get splinters when you sit down. Nice. Um, but that was great news. I mean, in terms of you know, obviously that that when that came out, um, I think it came out around about maybe July time. It was quite late on, but it was, it's great that you know the 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 announcement was made that they're coming back. I obviously I'm gonna I I hope my hope um and my my thing is that I, I hope that at some point that the Edinburgh Capitals are able to pull themselves into a position or get themselves into a position anyway over the next number of years, um, next two or three years, that would allow them to maybe start thinking about that return to the elite, elite Ice Hockey League or at least that competitiveness coming back. Hopefully that over the next number of years, obviously they've been away for a while, they need to build up that. that, that sp- they do have a, obviously they do have a, 
they do have a, a, a core group of fans who obviously have been obviously waiting for them to come back at some point. And obviously you'd hope to think some of them will come back, but I'm sure some of them maybe have moved on to other teams and other support. Um, but you'd like to think that, you know, they're obviously having those those hardcore Edinburgh Capitals fans back again. And you'd like to see them maybe build up that um, over the next couple of years and maybe see a return. I don't know. Uh, Dave, I know your similar thoughts to mine. You're your fan. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm uh, I'm overjoyed. Um, I seen it. I think I put it in the group chat. Um, I seen it come up, and I, I obviously knew they weren't coming to the Elite League. But as soon as I seen they didn't, the way they announced it was they just put up their their logo with the Saltar um, imposed in the background, and it was just we're back or something. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. some of my fondest memories for away trips have been had been in Edinburgh, um, and uh, I, I I'm actually in uh, maybe not this year, but. Uh, I'm definitely planning to get them back over to see them, even if they're not in the Elite League, um, because I think um, if I can show them a little bit of support, um, hopefully that will make a wee bit of a difference. Um, you know, I think it'll be... I think it's the, only, it's the only jersey that I regret never buying. Um, and it's one of those ones why I can sort of... I sort of buy every jersey now, um, because I do now have that regret of not buying the uh, Edinburgh Caps Legacy jersey. Although, do you not have the Giants jersey from that tournament? That was held. I do. In, you have that's somewhere as well. Look at that. You can just for anybody who's not watching just, online. Just at hand. Just, just at hand there. Yeah, you got a, a Phillips jersey with the yeah yeah. There you go. Um, I remember you getting that from Get, that tournament. Phillips jersey with the uh, the all the logos of the teams that took part on it. So yeah, uh, Gardner Cup. It was Gardner Cup. Is now the conference or was the conference? It's no longer there. But yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah it holds a special place in in my heart, and uh, I definitely plan to get back over yeah john as our as our now uh, in-person scottish correspondent um you know another scottish team being added as i say we maybe it's it's early days obviously not a late league but you know your your take i mean i don't think you did you get a chance to see the caps before you became a, a, a more before you became more regular with the, the Belfast chance oh yeah 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 uh, i was i was seeing the caps um fair bit still the only arena that we've been able to sneak beer into um that's right okay <laughs> so don't, tell us. That. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell um, them hi don't tell them hi in case they're trying don't to tell them how yeah but yeah we we snuck beer in there yeah um not paying those prices um but yeah it's it's great to see that that team back it never sat right with me what happened about like that that team in their previous format were were awful they were a financial liability the the stories that came out about uh not paying players about not paying rank fees and whatever else the the last straw for me was the the signing of Joe Grimaldi um oh, and geez, then they I... had the the equipment throwing debacle that I think was their season before they collapsed um and then the the whole Murrayfield Racers situation uh, a, a team now who seemed to have came in like a storm and have gone out like a whimper um they they just seem to have stopped all of a sudden after a lot of moaning about the way that things went post-covid um they were like oh we're pulling out the season because we don't like the way that things are happening here um because they couldn't get ice time in dundee because their rink wouldn't open for them um so like it's great to see the caps back um i would love to see them back in the elite league and I think with and I was thinking about this earlier with the the way that Milton Keynes have talked in the last season or so about their wanting to solidify their position in the league that they're in, but not closing the door to coming back to elite league hockey to see those two franchises come back into the fold and give us that even number of teams again. 
I would love to see the, those two franchises, especially, come back up uh, and create that those twelve, that eleventh and twelfth team in the elite league. It'd be a good, it would, that would be a, a good development actually for the league, and I think you're right. I think seeing Milton Keynes come back would be a good positive step as well. Aaron, uh, you obviously, um, I put this up as our as a link um, in our running order. Um, I was like, you know, it was like you know the return of the coach, the the, the caps and stuff. They must be very popular I though. Got, like, <laughs> I got I got just as excited as you guys were like, oh, this is great. You know, the the caps are back. I'm gonna go straight onto this link. Um, and again, just to frame it, just like. Uh, John was talking about um, of course the, the Caps have had their issues in the past <laughs> with a number of things but I was like yes they're coming back let's fresh new start click on the link and their website is done it's, yeah, it's gone <laughs> it's completely gone they're that popular well, hang on Aaron you, you speak computer so what what does what we can actually see on, <laughs> on the screen when we click the link what does it mean No, because so all, all, all I can read is I'm, fatal error yes there, there's three I'm going to take one of them out because it's not going to be down to incumbency it's not going to be down to that they that they haven't maintained their site at all couldn't be that please tell so me they've either, at least paid to keep their so website there's, there's, going no no that's that's not it couldn't be that kind of stuff never so it's two two major things one the news is so big everyone has clicked onto the website and, and caused everyone in Scotland and everyone in the UK everyone has clicked on the website and caused the crash or um one of the other Scottish teams have hired a hacker and and, and done some cyber crime and, and, and broken their site. That's not, it's not that someone's. That's, that's, that's my. That's the. That's yeah, what I'm going for. Okay. It's not that someone's hit, hit the password in wrong three times and blocked <laughs> out the site or anything. You know? I don't no, do that. No, I don't no. do that every single time I try to log into the back <laughs> back end of our website. It's all, right, it's all right. It's all right. We we all get the emails about that. Mark. I get the fear whenever 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 John uh, goes. Oh, I, guys, I can't do the website tonight. I can't put the stuff up. Uh, can someone uh, can someone else do it? I.e., Marty, can you do it when you get the episode? Um, fully edited and, and ready to go and i'm like yeah sure whatever and then it's like you know half 12 at night and i'm like what is my password again uh, <laughs> I, and then i type I it in three times and it crashes the whole thing and i'm like oh no you literally i reckon it's some hacker called dundee chain? unicorn dundee, dundee unicorn. unicorn has hacked into the website and broken it that's that's what it is <laughs> can i can i talk about the the best part of the caps coming back that we we haven't even touched on yet is that not the team's official social media, the team's unofficial social media coming back. It's been Caps far banned. too long, but welcome back, Caps Banter Army. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah. one of the biggest disappointments when that team went under was the fact that he decided to call it time on Twitter. But the fact that he's back now and somehow has already, having, as far as I can see, not directed a tweet straight at the Guilford Flames, has already been blocked by them. <laughs> so good um guys my last bit before i move on to you um see what you've brought to the table um it's just one quick story we talked about the uh break um this season there'd be a, a bit of a break in play in february time in the league for um international hockey for IHF um training camps and stuff for team gb um but as of the end of july start of august there was a massive announcement made which is a massive step um, and boost to ice hockey in the uk ahead of the 2026 winter olympic cycle uh, and that was announced that uk sport has invested nine hundred thousand pounds in the hockey development within um, the uk um it's hoped that the funds are going to be used to create a gb high performance academy and an, an elite 
uh, coaching development program um, and allocated to not just the women's game as well. A lot of it's mostly towards obviously for obviously creating that momentum for the women's game that's been ha- that's had as well, but also in general for ice hockey within the UK. I mean, a massive investment. It speaks volumes that there's confidence there that they're they're starting to build and invest in ice hockey's performance across the UK. Um, I mean, this is obviously a massive, massive um, uh, bonus for them. Um, I guess it's silly to ask, but your your thoughts. I mean, it's obviously a very positive thing, Dave. Um, it's it's huge, and you know the big thing about it is, is obviously there's always uh, some sort of investment from sport in UK, but the fact that they're actually publicising it and putting it out there. Um, I know that this is a significant investment, but the before it would just been you know general day to day investment to keeping things afloat. This is like a marker, you know, making a public statement that they're. Um, investing so much money, um, and it's not again. It's not a, a quiet investment of money. It's a you know flamboyant, uh, visible investment. So again, anything that gets hockey in the news for a good reason is always a great, a great thing. And then obviously seeing investment in um, GB, um, uh, including women's in this, there's quite a bit going into sled hockey as well for disabled um, uh, teams, which is amazing. Um, I think it's a, it's just you can't go wrong. It's just brilliant. Yep. John, um, my, I mean, you can't argue the the investment, and Dave's one hundred percent right. The the publicity behind the investment is sorely needed. Um, what I quite like is that they're actually looking forward to with this investment to the uh, next Winter Games in Cortana. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but they're also looking at the Youth Olympic Games as well and they're looking to establish a three-on-three initiative um so that's something that outside of um like club training that probably doesn't happen there isn't a three-on-three program so the fact that they're going to start looking at those younger uh, age groups and develop the talent by looking at three-on-three that's that's fantastic that's fundamentals um so if you can start getting representation with the fundamentals and with the youth games bring that up into the senior game absolutely fantastic love it Yep. Uh, Aaron, anything else to add? It's it's exactly what you guys have been saying. We've been talking about the youth sport for, for years and about the, the, the importance of investing into it. So this is just another step forward with that. So it's great. Yeah. Um, that's all I have in terms of stories-wise um, before we get on to, um, obviously, our overtimes. Well, overtime segment, I should say. Um, I'll come back to you guys after um, you've had your say. I know you guys have put a couple of stories in the running order. Um, so I'll go with John. I'll head to you first, if that's all right. Yeah, so this was a, a funny one that I just um, saw. We were chatting just before we, we hit record on this podcast about this. And Sheffield making some uh, interesting decisions and not really winning over uh, their fans to start with before a puck has even hit the ice. Um, there was a, a press release put out tonight in response to um, social media uh, comments on uh, season ticket holders and their ability to um, purchase tickets that aren't included in their season tickets. Um, so obviously being Belfast fans, we've always had the um, the bonus that, okay, maybe not all, we've had our issues with games that are or aren't included in the season ticket, um, especially last season. Um, but traditionally we're one of the few teams that every game Uh, whether it's um, League or Challenge Cup, is included in the season ticket. Most other teams don't do that, and Sheffield is one of these that only select games uh, are included in their season ticket. 
Uh, but generally speaking, those season ticket holders would get the the opportunity to purchase their seat at a somewhat reduced price, uh, or at least get first dibs on their seats. Uh, this season, that is still going to be the case, but it's a very, very tight turnaround. Um, and that seems to have um, rubbed some season ticket holders up the wrong way. Enough that uh, the Steelers have put out an official response on their website about this, uh, seeming to basically lay blame not at their own doorstep, but at the doorstep of the arena, uh, who they've spent a long time in the off-season talking up this new long-term relationship that they have with them, um, and also um, Ticketmaster, saying it's pretty much all their fault. Um, and I don't know. It, it's a weird one. Uh, yet again, the, the PR machine of Sheffield is uh, throwing up absolute gold. Um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read this, guys. Is it just Steelers back on form before we even hit the season? The wording is a bit weird. The wording is weird. Yeah, the um, wording. You know, it, it's meant to be a professional post about you know uh, issues they have with the, the systems that are in place, um, and the, and the, the wording of it is like, however, we are caught between the devil and the deep blue sea. Awful professional. Um, you know, it's very deflective um, and I know that that's what they're trying to do but again I think from uh, from like a customer service point of view deflection is always a bad thing um, people like to see ownership they like to see you know resolution and they like to see what you're going to do and this all this does is deflect 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 mm-hmm. you know they're just going oh no it's not me it's these guys these guys over here and uh, but they're not giving you a solution you know but it's it's, just- it's, it's to me they they expressly kind of throw the arena and Ticketmaster, their their ticket provider, under the bus. But without saying it, they almost blame the fans. Mm. Yeah, like it it stinks to me. Like yeah. how anyone is a season ticket holder for that organization bemuses me because, and I've said it time and time again on the podcast, the only other organization I think that doesn't value their fans uh, or values their fans less than Sheffield is Nottingham. Nottingham. Um, yep. like that that press release to me is stinking yeah. absolutely there must stinking. Be I wouldn't be giving that team any there. extra money I wouldn't be giving them any extra money at all and this is this is the the team bear my, or was it Sheffield or was it Nottingham with their like gold access and pay us extra money was that Nottingham yeah it was Nottingham like both of those teams are awful to their fans why would you be a fan <laughs> but when we were talking about earlier you were saying that as Giants fans we use Ticketmaster, I appreciate it's Ticketmaster IE, but it's, just, it's going to be the same system and all that kind of stuff. We've been able to do this in Belfast. Yeah, We can do it at the drop of a hat for games that we haven't even got planned. Um, or what the Giants do is not release the entire season of tickets ahead of time. This gives the impression that all of Sheffield's games will be on sale from the end of this exclusive period, whatever it is for season ticket holders mm. to buy these. Like, why bother doing that? Why put tickets for a game in March on sale just now? When you know that there's a failing in your system, why not leave it to a certain time and then go, right, we're going to put them on sale six weeks beforehand. Season ticket holders, you've got an extra week to get your ticket. They've also got until March to sort it out. Like, Exactly. Give a- <laughs> exactly. It doesn't have to be an issue right now, does it? No. Like it, yeah. it doesn't. It, if 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 the worst case scenario as a as an administrative task is to assign all of your ticket holders an eight pound 
um, gift voucher to discount it. Yeah. Yep. Done. And the best part, the best part of it is at the end of the press release, it says we're in a no-win situation. <laughs> no, no, you're not. are always in a no-win situation. <laughs> just hand out some hand sanitizer there to. to, to go for right, the five points at hand sanitizer. That, 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 was, the... that was that was five. That that yeah. was five. Oh, that Take was five. Apologies. Oh, I apologize to. <laughs> um. Dave, I'm going to come on to you next. Do you want to go with your awesome. stories? Yeah, sure. I'll start with the most relevant one first. Um, just something that cropped up during the off-season. Uh, Premier Sports has been purchased by the Viaplay Group, which is a Nordic uh, sporting media giant, according to the article, for um, 30 million UK pounds um, to widen the capture uh, to expand the offering available from the the network um which is great obviously as the i think they are still our league sponsor yeah yeah, they are, yeah. Or nope. which is only a good thing then um, to see that improvement um the there will be a like a rights um was a sporting rights shake-up because the um the nordic media group the via play own a number of uh, rights for other countries for uh, televising league play and and, li- and the like, um, and they own the rights for the NHL in different parts of Europe. Um, so it'll be all amalgamated under basically the one banner. Um, the as far as I can tell, the Premier Sport name is is here to stay, but just will be uh, owned by a, a different company. So. Um, Big investment from the uh, from a or a big a big investment because of the purchase, which we should hopefully see increased rights for for sport um, on Premier Sports. It should be good. Good, good. Um, I think we have three stories. Although we were going to just try and focus on um, local coverage here in the UK, I think we've got three stories from across in the NHL. I think um, Dave, you've got one. John, I think you've put one in, and Aaron, I think you've also got one as well. So I'll go. Yeah. Dave, if you keep going, you'll just go your next sure. story then. Yeah, so my, my next one is uh, Krill for the uh, end of the Minnesota Wild has finally been able to get out of Russia um, after several attempts and being blocked um, as he never completed his national service. Um, they were, were sort of blocking his access to leave the country. He was able to uh, leave the uh, Russian Federation via Dubai um, to make his way into the United States um, ahead of the ahead of the season, um, so it's good to see him back. Um, a lot of alleviate a lot of fears for for Minnesota fans, but it shows you that there's still a bit of a dire situation going on in the the Russian Federation. Depend based on especially young players um, that are you know or have started for the the NHL um, and haven't fulfilled their national duty um, so there was a few players i haven't seen the update there was a the netminder for the philadelphia flyers i believe was also stuck in russia um, but i haven't seen if he's got out um but there's been a few so it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out um it doesn't really seem to impact the bigger names likes of um um ovechkin and stuff here who have done you know served their time um in different organizations in russia so grand good um, um, Aaron, interesting bit. We'll move on to your story next. 
Okay, so mine's not really a current story. To be fair, it's an old story. It's an old story, um, but it's one that I've been I've seen a couple of tweets about and a couple of um, story or reports on it. So I thought it would be a bit of a bit of fun. Um, and this is going back to the good old days of 1996 and 1997, the year that you, oh well, sorry, John, the, the year that th- the three of us met. Yeah, is that right? 96, 97, 97. Yeah. All the yeah, yeah. yeah. All the all those years back, and the story, the headline is, and this is what kind of caught me, is that Harrison Ford is the reason that uh, the Colorado uh, Avalanche won so many Stanley Cups, and I was like, I was, I'm caught hook, line, and sinker here. So um, you're giving me some NHL, and you're giving me some geeks. You're telling me, see, you're telling me that um, Han Solo saved the. <laughs> the Colorado, uh, Colorado Avalanche. So the 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 story goes that um, basically they had just come off their the Colorado Avalanche had just come off their um, Stanley Cup winning season of 1996, and one of their main players, uh, Joe uh, Sakic, the, the captain, uh, was a free agent. Uh, they had just lost out on the 97. I think they came out in the in the quarters or something like that, and wasn't feeling great about himself and basically they were having a bit of financial problems so the new york rangers decided to take advantage and they made a ridiculous offer of uh 21 million on a three-year deal um and not just to sweeten the deal as well they offered him 15 million of that as a sign-up bonus straight there and then and of course he signed it like that's that's a lot of dough back then it's a lot of dough now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it is. Um, um, the only reason, um, and as I say, uh, Colorado Avalanche were having a bit of financial issues. The only reason that they were able to um, counter the offer and match it uh, was because a particular Harrison Ford movie had co- come out that <laughs> year. And um, and Colorado Avalanche are owned by a parent company and they that parent company also owned that production company. <laughs> so... It's a bit of a stretch, but Colorado Avalanche were saved by a Harrison Ford movie. If you haven't read the article, can anyone guess what the movie is? Have you read the article? I've read the article, so I can't. I can't. I've read the, article, read the article, but article. I, even if even if I hadn't, with the year, I could have told you what movie it was. Are, are you that big? Get of, off my plane! Are you that big of a fan of Harrison Ford? You know his exact body of work. <laughs> not 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 that not Harrison Ford in general, but that movie in particular. I'll hands down, I'll admit to it. Absolutely brilliant movie. Yes, Air Force One. Brilliant, brilliant movie. Oh, it's good. It's it's alright. It's Die Hard on a plane. <laughs> it's, right. it's Die Hard on a plane. And you know my thoughts on Die Hard. You know my thoughts on Die Hard, and we'll leave it there. Um, no, it's a Christmas movie. No, it's awful. Um, John, you'll we'll go with you. You've got the last story, and again, I think it's in the NHL as well. Yeah, it is. Um, and this one has just in actually, I think while we've been recording has just been announced uh, that the 2023 NHL awards and 2023 NHL draft have been announced to be held in the same city uh, for only the second time. And that city will be Nashville. Nashville. Um, so the uh, no, Bridgestone Arena. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> double. We'll probably get two. We'll probably get two banners out of it, to be fair. Um, or maybe three. First one is uh, awards banner. Then we'll get the draft banner, and then we'll get the only the second city to hold oh. uh, both events in the same season banner. Great. Um, when do you so, just yeah. get a banner for most banners? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Banner, Banner, Banner Banner you've, yeah. Got, you've had that and all. Yeah, I think yeah, you yeah, got yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Banner for the most banners. Banners for banners. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, literally just announced in the last uh, couple of hours. Um, is that the the twenty twenty three NHL awards and draft will both be uh, held in Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena? Perfect. Um, we will, as I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, we will go back get back to normality, um, our normal uh, structure of our show um, with three periods. Maybe in our next on ep- our next episode at the start of September, um, and we'll we'll go back to our three periods, local uh, NHL, and then just general knocking news. So we will get back to that in the future, um, guys. Before we finish off the episode, I we obviously um, we we've become well known um, for our our love and our joy of of. Uh, of, of, a, of a good hockey jersey um and obviously given the fact that it is uh the we're on the <laughs> as dave points out all his jerseys on his wall um <laughs> uh, yeah behind my head as well if you can see on that there as well um yeah yeah so um obviously we're coming up into a new season which means new jerseys uh will be launched over the next coming weeks five of the elite ice hockey team elite ice, elite ice hockey teams have released their jerseys so far so the giants Cardiff Devils, Coventry Blaze, Dundee, and Manchester have all shown their 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 hand and and kind of released their jerseys online. Uh, a couple of the teams are going old school with their release of their jerseys. Uh, the likes of uh, Glasgow, um, Sheffield, and Nottingham all wanting to hold off and do a jersey launch event night, which um, a lot of the teams for some reason this year decided not to do, um, which is quite interesting. I see the Giants decided not to do that this year instead, releasing it on their social media. Um, I don't know if it's they didn't uh, have a choice be because it was an accidental leak. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was a bit of a call out there, but um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was intentional, but uh, they were done it on their TikTok, no, it was on their Instagram. I think they'd done like a, a, Insta. a Insta on their reels. They put on a behind the scenes uh, media day kind of thing that they were doing. And obviously the jersey was in the thing and they're like, <laughs> oops, okay, maybe we're going to have to release it now. Um, so they did that night. I think they put out a better picture of it and they're like, we'll release the rest of them tomorrow, uh, which is what they did. Um, but guys, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts, obviously, as our as our fan of of jerseys. Um, we're going to start with, let's start with the Belfast Giants jerseys to start with, obviously, given there are, there are our own jerseys. Four jerseys have been released. Uh, released um in terms of um designs we've got our home away our challenge cup and a third jersey which is also a season ticket holder exclusive jersey which is a black jersey um a bit of a slight change compared to last year's jerseys um nothing major in terms of um change obviously the home jersey has those new black patches on the arms and a red trim instead of the gold trim this year or a black trim sorry instead of a gold trim um and the white jersey has a bit of a bigger strip in terms of the on the arms as well in terms of the green the teal colored um arms on the there um and the challenge cup one has blue like a nice blue line in it and the logo looks slightly more blue than um previously last year um let's get your thoughts aaron i'm going to come to you first because obviously you the first thing you noted about jerseys um was the the sponsorship um especially the sponsorship on the bottom of the jerseys yeah i was just look i was again just comparing them there and it's one of the reasons why i might I can't believe I'm about to say this. I quite like the Storms because the Storms is okay. just so clean. Like it's it's the jersey well, and the, there's uh, a, like there's a change. Yeah, well, oh, well, it, they just haven't got the ads on there yet. Haven't put the ads on. All right, okay. Boo. They, they, they uh, there's are patches. They put patches on for the ads. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then, yeah. Um, the size of the Belfast Harbour logo. It's <laughs> on massive. Our jersey. It is. It is pretty big. <laughs> it's, like we're standalone Belfast Giants, Belfast Harbour. 
the Belfast Harbour. It's, it, it's almost like the Belfast Harbour logo is slightly bigger than the Standardline logo, who's our main our main sponsor. It's, well, it's massive. To be fair, that's it's the actual, bigger than the actual the logo. Jersey. Yeah, the actual logo of the company is way bigger than yeah. our title sponsor. Huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely massive. I suppose my main Standardline Belfast Harbours. My main question <laughs> should be, um, given all that little thing, but given your, the given uh, the four jerseys, which one is your jersey of choice? Is there any preference for your jersey there? Well, before we do that, can can we just give a shout out to Dundee Stars for going down to B and Q um, to take their, their, their media <laughs> pictures? <laughs> oh, I didn't even sorry, see it. I, we, we, sorry, I thought Marty Marty was asking specifically. I thought we were going to come to each of them. I was turn. Good, yeah. But yeah. Sorry, was, sorry, sorry. Why <laughs> on earth? Why Be- on earth is that jersey launch done? Because power tools. Because their title sponsor this year is Trade Market. Is their title sponsor? Oh, so they're doing it at a Trade Market store. So therefore, it makes sense. But yeah, they're sponsored by Trade Market, not by Makita and Dewalt. And De- Dewalt and Stanley. <laughs> yeah, but Trade Market I is a yeah, but Trade Market is like a it's a a power tools seller, like a reseller. Stand, stand outside in front of their shop sign. <laughs> yeah, it's raining. It's Dundee. <laughs> I, I went straight to B and Q. Oh, hilarious! Um, hey, okay. at, le- at least they spelt theirs right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's let's look at the. Okay, let's just change the whole thing. But yeah, let's look at the Coventry de- the Cardiff Devils. Uh, the Cardiff Devils were a bit sly. Um, they decided to kind of trick people into thinking that there was no problem with their jerseys this year. But there was a slight problem in that the uh, the initial jerseys that were shown um, from the training sessions. Uh, powering construction because they left out an s and then someone if you zoom in on this image you can see someone has tried to do a really nice photoshop in the middle there where they've moved the letters along so there's an s which doesn't look the same as the other uh typescript on the rest of the logo um so if you look it's in horrendous. It's, oh my god that's really bad you can see it the s is completely different transcript compared to the rest of the actual thing um on all of the jerseys but yeah it's horrendous um but yes that's why i was like you know it's the importance of having an, an s in the correct place otherwise it completely makes change the name itself of the thing especially when it's your sponsorship um so that will probably be uh, rectified quite quickly and as i said on uh, twitter under someone else's uh, twitter profile uh you will see these up quite soon todd will be quite smart about it and be like buy these one-off jerseys he won't even say they're misprinted just like a one-off jersey Where's nobody else dave? So. look at dave look at dave i know what he's looking for i know i'm trying to find Where the backwards logo <laughs> hold on hold on hold the on backwards logo there we are. this is todd's problem i think as well <laughs> So oh, can everyone yeah. see that? Yes. Well, look, it looks. It looks. Oh yeah, the Giants are in the right way. Oh, oh my God, Giants are in the wrong way. If people are looking at it, going, "Hang on, it's just because it's in the camera and it's backwards." No, no, because you can clearly read. Stanley, Harvey Norman. Harvey Norman. Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> They're off right. Look at that Giants logo. The Giants logo was printed so, the wrong way around on the I, Belfast jersey. Ninety percent that that was Todd that year too. It was. <laughs> it was without a doubt. Um, looking he at ha- the, he has uh, he has uh, what do you call it history? So looking at the Cardiff Devils, let's talk about history um and, and todd kelman and his love of different things in jerseys uh they, oh, yeah. he, he seems to have some form of obsession with um green lighting and signing off on jerseys that have um ghost printed on the jersey itself like a ghost print oh, we have one of them too don't we we have one of those too <laughs> dave do you want to find that one it was, <laughs> that was a season ticket exclusive black jersey that we had back in the go. day and it was like ghosted there was a ghosted logo in the back um but ghosted the devils have, the devils have decided to do the same with all three of their um devils jerseys I was a fan of that jersey though yeah I they're nice like, like don't get me wrong i love them i think i i, I really like the ghosted the ghosted um logos in the background i think they're really really nice touch um but i think the devils have really just like 
like thrown themselves full pelt into that over the last couple of years that's like their signature design now um the other one we haven't talked about yet is obviously coventry have um released theirs there's a there's, there is one coventry have released a home and away jersey there's also a challenge cup jersey if you if you go onto their um twitter feed um you'll see that there is a they've they've shown another jersey which is, i think is a challenge cup jersey as well um which they're they have yeah the challenge cup one is slightly different to like a black and blue striped one which is more, actually pretty nice it, too. Yeah. yeah it's pretty nice um and i think they have another i think they have a third line one a third like print jersey somewhere did i see one today no that's it so yeah they've got the challenge cup one which is also other uh, challenge cup jersey as well which i think is really nice jersey too um that and it, um it's got the giant um union jack patch in the middle which is um which is i think uh, which is different because a lot is of that, the teams is that not player specific is that, is that not player that's, specific, I'm, yeah. that's what i'm wondering yeah. is it a player specific thing is that going to be a player specific thing that they're going to change them for each player it or was last year it was for them I'm um, certain it was anyway. So, I mean, in terms of all of the jerseys so far, and the five jerseys so far, and, you know, try not to be biased, but you can be if you want to be. But if you weren't, if, you know, apart from the Giants jerseys, you know, obviously, first off, I suppose, what's your favorite Giants jersey, I should ask? Uh, the four Giants jerseys. Uh, Dave, what's yours? Uh, Challenge Cup. Challenge Cup. Yep. John? Uh, white. White. I think it just looks so sharp, so clean. Um, Dave, we all know why you're not allowed a, a white one. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> the the white to me the the teal really pops on it i think when it's that block teal i think it's a a little bit much um i also kind of wish that in the um promo image that they'd made the background on that white Mm. um because it Mm. it disappears into the the background image um it looked way better on the the launch video that they had um but no that that white to me just looks so so sharp and so nice aaron your thoughts I have to agree with John. It's it's going to be. I think I'm going to be buying a, a white jersey this year. Um, and I think I'm actually going to agree with you too as well. I I seen that and I thought, yeah, the white one looks pretty pretty good actually this year. Um, and it's definitely the one that, that triggered that, that caught my attention from yeah. that. We're just going to have to invest in bibs. That's that's what's going especially to especially for Dave. Especially for Dave. Yeah, no, I'm not getting away with. Um, <laughs> guys, and just put my drinks on you guys. Away from away from the Belfast Giants jerseys. Um, out of the four other teams, um, any one there you think is particularly taking your interest? What's your favorite one? Uh, Aaron, is Manchester your favorite? Um, you mentioned Manchester. Is that your your final if choice? If I buy a Dundee Stars jersey, do I get discounting B and Q? It's not being Q, but I don't think so. I, th- I think if you buy something in B and Q, you get a discount on a Stars jersey. <laughs> it's not being Q, but okay. I, I quite like the old school uh, Storm jersey. Okay, yeah, with it's just like Storm written across, across it. I think it's very, very cool. Okay, uh, Dave, you choice out of all the jerseys. Uh, Coventry home home jersey. I okay. quite like. Um, I like the fact that they've taken away the the red from their uh, logo. Um, I think just going with the the stylized flame rather than actually having the red on it um, has, has really made it more uh, eye-catching, more uh, in-keeping. I think they should, could do it with getting rid of the word blaze. I don't think they really need it. Um, we know their name. <laughs> I don't think it needs it. Um, I think it would be cleaner without it. Um, I think at this st- stage that logo is now synonymous with them, so they don't need to have the have their name as well. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good, good point. John? For exactly the reasons that Dave just said, that's why I like their cup jersey. Um, I think Coventry have got history of having really, really nice, well-designed jerseys. Their cup jersey drops that blaze thing and drops that um, design around mm-hmm. the the dragon head, and having it on oh, that yeah. clean front jersey, 
and those color that blue and the deep black in there it just it looks crisp it looks nice that's a nice jersey i would agree with you i'm the same uh, the, the chance cup jersey does look very good i do like it um obviously we'll wait and is see that, is that your go-to of the other four teams oh yeah yeah that's my go-to as well yeah yeah chance cup one i think it's really nice um I, I suppose obviously we'll wait for the other five teams to um show their hands in terms of obviously so nottingham, by, nottingham are doing a jersey launch tomorrow nottingham tomorrow and i think sheffield is next week in card and Coven, um uh, glasgow i think are next week as well so we'll see those as well and then we know Guildford's. Flowers will be sometime in November. Yeah, they'll probably release a jersey. They'll, they'll probably do it the day before the season starts. And then Guildford, well, we know there's going to be just a, a, a the same as usual. It'll just be a, a G logo. Um, and there'll be no real change to the actual what, design of their jersey. So it's fine. What do you think of the Dundee Stars away jersey that just says stars on it? Uh, I, I have an issue. I have an issue with Dundee because their identity is quite weird in their their entire team identity is the name of their team it's yeah. not they don't have a logo um now they've got their their mascot which is the um the, the bear i can't remember what its name is but it's it's not their their logo they they've always just been stars or dundee stars and i yeah. that rubs me up the wrong way for some reason uh, I, I don't know why i've never liked their team identity because of that I really dislike that the trademark or the what shop was it again? Trademark, trademark, trademark yeah. Tra- um, logo is so close to the. To the yeah, it's actually it actually looks like it. Uh, it looks like part of the logo. Yeah, I got you. Like yeah, a sun, like a sunset or something like that. It's it's completely distracting. Oh, I thought this, I, I, I thought the same. It. it became like as if like they weren't a standalone. Like they weren't. They didn't have their own separate. Yeah, I agree. It just it looks. There's something about it. Just looks really weird. The way they've kind of positioned both yeah. logos, the branding and logos and stuff. It just yeah, I agree with you. I One agree with you. Completely. One thing I really don't like about their jersey is that the the random star, the four fifty thing. It looks like there's a target on their crutch. Oh yeah. It's oh, really, yeah. really low. Yeah. <laughs> someone pointed it out. I think someone pointed out. Was it you pointed out last year? And that's Probably. all I seen then last year whenever we were playing. I was like, oh, da- da- Dave. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, guys, before we sign off for this uh, this episode, um, and I think it's only fitting that we do it in this episode instead of waiting until um, the next one. We Every year we um, write down or we have a thought about... Um, or we, we, we do our, our season predictions after the season ahead um, where we um, predict what our what we believe will be the elite ice hockey league champions who will take away the, the, the league championship and who will walk away with the Challenge Cup and the playoff championship, the tra- playoff trophy. Now, they obviously are... The caveat of that um, is that we cannot. We always we always stipulate this as well. And each year we cannot choose the Belfast Giants. So we are picking it from a point of view of if it's not the Belfast Giants, because obviously we want the Belfast Giants to walk away with everything like every year. If it's not the Belfast Giants, who is your pick this year uh, to w- take away the trophies? So I'm going to start off with the league. Um, the Elite um, Ice Hockey League Championship, the trophy. Um, and you, I want to get your take on who you think is going to walk away with that if it's not the Belfast Giants. Um, Dave, let's start with you. Um, all right. Well, I think I'm going to go a bit off base. Um, obviously, there's there's we can always call uh, Cardiff Sheffield um, for, for that. I think under Pash, the Nottingham Panthers have a real shout um, they've cleaned house. Um, they seem to be a lot more stable 
Um, obviously, I haven't played a game yet, but um, I love the teams that Pash put together over the years, and I think the Nottingham Panthers this year, um, with his uh, over overall stewardship and and the new coach, um, will be a, a completely changed changed team, and I think they will go far. So I think they'll be good for the league. All right, good choice, John. Are we doing just league just now? Yep, league just now. Yep, league just now. Um, I have written down here. I've written down Cardiff. Um, I I think for the league, um, if it wasn't for the way that the Giants played last season, Cardiff walked that league. Um, and I I see the same thing happening. Uh, if Ben Burns is hot, then I I think they walk it. Okay, fair enough. Yep, good point, Aaron. John Salt stole my answer, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, Cardiff's always the safe bet, I think. In my, <laughs> it was not, maybe not the best way to put it, but Cardiff's the safe bet and the fact that Ben Bounds is back. Um, I think yeah, it's going to be a good season for them. Fair enough. Uh, my choice, I think, um, I'm going to go with um, the... Um, uh, again, people are going to think, but I'm going to go with the, the team in orange. I'm going to go with the Steelers this year. Um, I think... Two things, Cardiff, mm. I, I have been torn between Cardiff and Sheffield. Cardiff for me, um, yes, Ben is back, but I also think to myself, you know, I think about his previous season, I maybe he had a bit of a bad season, so therefore he has something to prove. Okay, you can argue that, and therefore um, that's why maybe we'll play maybe a better season this year. But also we have to look at, and Dave, you, you, you touched upon this earlier, you know, his performance and stuff at the World Championships and everything this year just didn't, it wasn't the same, didn't have the same spark. He didn't have the same... Uh, Stephen Murphy was a great goalie. Stephen Murphy was a great goalie, but it came to a point where Stephen Murphy, you know, Stephen Murphy became a bit of a point where he was like, you know, you kind of not age was catching up on him, but Ben is kind of getting to that point where um, maybe he's a veteran goalie for Team GB, but to the point where you know he's gonna have to step aside soon for you know younger like Jackson Whistler or something taking over his lead. So I think it maybe plays a big part in it. Um, so I think maybe that 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 plus also um, you know, you've got a, a fresh young um coach stepping in there like I know he's been on the I know he's been the bench coach and or sorry assistant and stuff but um I think you know you have to get into consideration too I know quite put a bit of money in this season but still um I don't think so I think for me Sheffield only because they obviously have cleaned house a good bit they've tried to change up and ship things a wee bit more um and I also think because they have something to prove based on just how close they got last year and in that last month obviously just uh, John you joked around about it earlier on you know the wheels came off just, they imploded and whatever it was and that last month but actually Sheffield Steelers were um a force to be reckoned with last season against the Giants you know we were looking at a, a very heated mid-season um, right up to February March time it was quite heated between Giants and, and Sheffield who was going to take it and stuff so I, my, my my money's on Sheffield having to try and prove that they can finish off what they start this year and that's why I'm going with Sheffield um next up we'll look at the uh the favorite Don, john's favorite the cup uh challenge cup um so let's go with again if the belfast giants don't win it for another year um who is going to take the challenge cup uh john let's start with you this time um kind of mirroring the answer that dave gave for the league actually i think based on the the clearing of like we've kind of said we're hockey trope uh we're rhyming off here the clearing of house um Pash, I think, in his first season uh, as head of hockey ops there, um, will be looking at bringing some sort of silverware to to Nottingham. Um, Now, they have to play the extra game in the first round, so they, shock horror, have to potentially play seven games for a trophy uh, in the the Challenge Cup. 
but to me, if I was if I was past that trophy is nailed on for me. That's what I want. If if I don't get everything, I at least want that Challenge Cup. So for me, Nottingham Panthers, if it's not the Giants, uh, are are going to take the cup. Okay, good good choice, Aaron. Nurgle Devils again. Um, it's just looking th- past through the past history there. You know they haven't won it since 2016, 17, but it's they've always like well no apart from what 2019 Guildford Flames were in the final but it's either it's either us or them okay so unfortunately I'm going I'm going statistics base it's it's going to be the devils if it's not us it's going to be us but of course of course (laughs) um I'm going to go I think uh for me for this choice um it's funny uh John like when I was thinking about this earlier on I was putting my thing together I was thinking the same as you I was thinking the Panthers for this and you know what I think I'm going to stick with it too I think I'm going to agree with you I think Panthers is my choice as well for the Challenge Cup I think just as you say um I'm not saying that they're not ready to go with the the league and stuff because obviously we don't know what's going to happen for this year for the Nottingham Panthers but you know they've had previous history with winning Challenge Cup and and such a, a, stor- a storied history of winning the Challenge Cup in the past before the Giants took over and start becoming the kind of the lead of taking it every year um, so I think yeah Panthers would be would I think would like to get their hands back on that trophy game which was kind of synonymous with them because obviously they at one point I think they took the la- the old version of the Challenge Cup they got to hold on to I think was it because they had won it so often that they just kept it I think um, so I I think they they definitely want to get that back in their hands so um yeah i'll go with panthers as well um dave um uh aaron mentioned them actually uh guilford flames um i think that they have a stellar stellar side um some real um, uh, improvement in uh net minding um and uh ben o'connor as a veteran d-man coming to them has i think will make a big a big impact um, to their team so I think they'll be absolutely brilliant hand pass on the man uh, yes <laughs> um, I think that they, they've had the, the game close before and I think that that's the the, the trophy they should be in for uh, because it's as just said what seven games um, and I think they've got the calibre to take it okay Grant. Um, last but not least, um, this is going to be off way off, back, way off in, in in the future in April time. We'll have the playoffs in April, uh, final four weekend, playoff final weekend. Um, who do you take for the playoffs, Aaron? We'll start with you this time around. Oh, don't do it, Nottingham. <laughs> okay, right. I can't. I actually feel sick. I feel yeah. sick. <laughs> yep, Nottingham. Okay. Yep, that's fair. That's a fair enough argument. Okay. Yep. Nottingham. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That's completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I think for me, the playoffs. I think it's going to be an interesting playoffs this year. Um, I think we're going to see a bogey team in the in the final four. Um, maybe even in the Ooh. final, even in the final two. Um, I, I just have a feeling we're going to see one of the Scottish teams in the final four next year. Um, I think we're going to see, nice. I'm going to see, I'm going to hope we're going to go for either Dundee or Glasgow, maybe even. Um, maybe reaching that final four hopefully um, that's what I'm hoping for um, but who do I think is going to win I think um, the Cardiff Devils are going to walk away with the playoff final if again if the Giants don't win it'll be the Cardiff Devils uh, Dave yep totally agree Cardiff Devils um, the I, 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 like I totally agree with what you've said previously about them and the, they're always a force um, again over the uh, the short uh, series of the playoffs, a team like 
Cardiff always always perform well, even before their massive big shakeups when they're still back in the big blue tent. The playoffs were always their um, their sort of cup of choice, if you know what I mean. Um, we took them a uh, number of seasons to the to the final, um, and it went either way. I think a couple of times, and uh, that's always been the case. They're always in and there and abouts when it comes to the playoffs, and I think they'll keep that going. I think they'll get it this get it next year, or this year coming. Um, if we don't get it, obviously. Perfect. John, you're last. What do you think? Well, you kind of set the scene. You said about a, a bogey team uh, making it through to Flyers aren't gonna final, final four. Bear with me here. Um, <laughs> I've, I've gone, gloves on. Just I've go gone with Dundee. On before you start talking. Dundee. Dundee. Okay. <laughs> I've gone with Dundee. Um, I genuinely think, uh, obviously the cup is the shorter format because to get to the playoffs, you've still got to have a good run in. Uh, yeah. From memory, Dundee, was it Dundee or Manchester who didn't make the cut alongside the Flyers who had missed out by November? Um, but um, mm. I think it was Manchester missed out in ninth, didn't they? Yeah. So Dundee made the top eight but didn't progress through. Um, with Jeff going in there, um, I think he should be targeting that top eight um, with a, a chance you get top eight, you're talking, what is it, four games? a home away series, and then two games in Nottingham for mm -hmm. potential silverware. Um, in much the same way that I said that uh, with Nottingham, with the way that they're looking now, that I think the, the Challenge Cup is the trophy that they should be looking at. If I'm Jeff, I'm looking at playoffs, and I'm thinking that's a real potential for me um, through the, the regular season. Get your house in order through the, the regular season, get that top eight spot, and then play four games for silverware. Uh, I think that's perfectly doable. So, look, it might be the bogey team uh, and it might be the standout choice through everything that we've done, but I'm, I'm going Dundee Stars for playoffs. There we go. Well, there you go. You've heard our choices. Um, we'd love to hear your choices. Um, but keep in mind, if you are going to give us your choice, you know, get on social media, let us know what your choice is in terms of who you think is going to take the trophy in the silverware this year. But again, we'll put it in the same thing that we do. If you're a fan, if you're a specific fan of a certain team, you know, please take them out of it. You know, don't don't just, just say, oh, my team's going to win. Take them out of it. Who do you think is going to be if it's not going to be your own team? So let's let's get your predictions in terms of that, because um, obviously we're going to have Giants fans saying Giants are going to win it. Yeah, we know they're going to win it because we're Giants fans. We wanted the same. Um, but give us your honest opinions in terms of if your own home team isn't going to do it, who is going to be the second person to win? Aaron. Remind me, because I'm drawing an absolute blank here. We do this every year. Mm -hmm. We do the predictions. Do we do the reflection? Do we go back and go, right, John, you guessed this, you guessed that, blah, 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 and this is actually what happened? Do we ever like go back and go, Actually, Doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure I, I forget every season, but I just assume that the Giants won everything. Yeah, no, we normally well, we, <laughs> we normally do um we normally do uh go back and do it. But you're right, Aaron, we didn't do it this year. We didn't go we didn't look at who we predicted last season at the start of last season and we didn't do it at the end of the season there. Um so you're right, we didn't. Um we should probably should have done the Giants that. Won um, two out of three, so Yeah, I guess that's that's it. Um but it'd be interesting to see yeah who we had picked. Um so if 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 we can go back and we'll have that for the next episode and we'll look at who we did last season we'll look at we'll do that for the next episode let me jot that down Aaron and I'll put that on the agenda for next episode um good choice um 
Okay. Um, with that, that takes us to the end of our show where we usually have, we usually finish off our, our, our episode with um, our ABCs of hockey. But I think, Aaron, if it's okay with you, we'll, we'll hold on to that for the our, our proper return um, to full season um, sure. next episode. Um, so we'll hold on to that. I think our next episode we're on, we're coming to the end of the ABCs of hockey. You could, and you could even stick it out on a tweet since we have no uh, uh, stars this week. You could give out the letter U and see what people can... You can guess. There you go. Letter U. I also have a proposal for when the ABCs of hockey comes to an end. I have a a, a proposal for a, a an alternative segment to end off our show. Um, but I'll, I'll chat to you about that off off screen, and we'll see what you think. Um, Interesting. Someone can take over it, or um, yeah, I'll do it. I don't mind, but we'll have a look at it. Um, with that, what we'll do First then you is you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. There you go. <laughs> um, with that, we're going to sign off for this episode. Uh, we're quite excited. Um, Dave, um, me, you, and Aaron, you're you're back to health, so you're with us as well. We'll be in the uh, SSA Arena on Saturday night um, for the preseason game. Uh, John, sorry, we'll miss you. Um, but I would we'll, say I'm jealous. But th- earlier on, I told you I really don't care about we'll, these uh, full price preseason games. So we, enjoy. We, we will catch you at some point for a game at some point later in the season. Um, whenever you're home. Um, or sorry, when you come to Belfast, your home, you're you're in your home. I'm back. I'm definitely back in October. I'll be there, there for. So. I think the Coventry. There's a Coventry home away, and you're planning to do both. But yeah, I'll we're be in both. Belfast. Yeah, I'll be, in, I'll be in Belfast for the Belfast. Yeah, game. Well, that's our first our first uh, away game of the season. Will be in Coventry in October time. So we're looking forward yeah, to first that. First time going to Coventry, which is going yep. to be interesting. And being a good one. Um, Any Coventry listeners, you can recommend things and yep. say hello. Please let us know. Uh, with that, we Basically, will... when he says anything, he means pubs and restaurants. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. With that, we will sign off for this week uh, as usual you can listen to our previous episodes uh, listen um, on t- um, on our website you can check out all of the content that we've discussed on this episode the jerseys and images and stuff we'll put on our website at door14hockey.com uh, you can listen to us on your uh, podcast of choice wherever you're listening to this but also on a smart speaker just ask to play the most recent episode of the door 14 hockey podcast uh, get involved chat with us we're back in the season so please make sure we hear your voice uh, let us know your thoughts and opinions throughout the season send us your stories the quicker the better uh what's on what's on your mind send them our way um at uh, social media all social media at door 14 hockey um that is on instagram facebook and also our twitter so get involved um and with that we will sign off for this week i'm marty i'm dave i'm joe i'm Arn. have a great week <laughs> <laughs>